Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. In a moment, we're going to do something a little bit different in our service. I'm going to lead us in a moment where we're going to interview two dads of the house. And uh, we've been in this focus at the moment of resilience and what it means to be a people who have resilient faith, a people who not only go through t- tough times, but are people who grow through hard times. Now, there's a difference between going through a hard time and growing through a hard time. That is, God in His grace has called us to continually take ground and grow. And so there's an opportunity for those of us who choose to have resilient faith that God would grow us through hard times. And we're going to be talking to two dads of the house in a moment about what it means to grow no matter what, what it means to bounce back and to be a resilient faithful follower of Jesus. But before I get there, I do just want to acknowledge with it being Father's Day that there's any term God could have chosen to call Himself. He could have chosen to call Himself Master. There's all these different names for God even in Scriptures. Right now, if you open up the Old Testament, you'll see names like God Most High. You'll see uh, the Lord of Hosts. You'll see all these different names that represent an aspect of the heart of God. But The greatest name that anybody could know God by is the name that Jesus revealed for His relationship with God and invited us into, that each and every single one of us can call God Father, which I know is a loaded term, depending on our own earthly relationship or even depending on how we feel about ourselves as fathers, if we are one. And that is a loaded term that God chose to engage with us as Father so that He could redeem it to be our perfect Father, one who loves perfectly, one who provides perfectly. And before we get into the interviews, I do have to just set the scene with this Scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 to 17 says this, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. I just need to just share a quick thought or two from this verse. This idea that you have not received a spirit of slavery. The culture of this day when this book was originally written in the Scriptures, slavery was commonplace, that people would go into slavery for one or two reasons. Number one, maybe they were a conquered people. They had lost and in their losing, they had lost their freedom and had been forced to live their lives as slaves with no rights, with no freedom and with no hope. That was one reason somebody could be a slave in that culture. The other reason was they had lost themselves in debt. They had not been able to manage their life to the extent where they could live free and through their their lack of understanding of what they had available, had lived life at debt and had been brought to a point where all they had to pay off their debt was the sweat of their brow. And it's interesting that, Here in the Scriptures, it says, you did not receive the spirit of slavery. You are not a slave today. Or I should say, you do not need to be a slave today. Some of us may have come into a relationship with God having been conquered, having lost, having been broken. Some of us may have come into a relationship with God knowing keenly how much we lacked and how little we had in ourselves to even fix ourselves. But here's the good news. You have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now that Abba there isn't talking about the band from the 70s. 
is a t- transliteration of a term of endearment. It's a term of affection that in the culture you could call your dad, daddy. Do you know, whatever state you're in right now, you are invited by the Spirit of God Himself to know God intimately and deeply. Verse 16, for the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You are a child of God. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you because you are a child of God. Nothing else can stick. Verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided, here we go, here's a thought, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. We get to grow through tough times. The promise of Scripture isn't that we're going to avoid the battle. The promise of Scripture is that we're going to go into the battle knowing that the victory is Jesus. And so in a moment, we're going to hear from two dads who have overcome things that may have held them back. And so our first dad to welcome up, if I could ask you to extend a warm greeting to Hercules himself, Kane Hayes. Take a seat. Thank you for doing this, Kane. You know, as we're there uh, talking before uh, worship finishes, you said you're more nervous about this moment than you were at conf- competing at the CrossFit Games. Yeah, 100%. You can put me out there and uh, on the competition floor and I'm pretty calm, but here I'm very nervous. So I might turn the chair around and face the screen. Oh, I dare you to. <laughs> hey, um, I, I just want to mention clearly why I would open a moment like this up. I think one of the most powerful things that we can do is hear each other's story and celebrate what God is doing in the midst of it. And... Uh, I had a very clear thought in mind to just unpack with Cain, but just to set the scene, um, you have had opportunities over the years to share a bit of your story. And I just want to just put people up to an understanding right now that you overcame uh, alcoholism after your footy career finished, uh, alcoholism that was impacting your family significantly, came into a relationship with Jesus that ultimately led to you making a choice to choose not to drink alcohol anymore. And from what I understand, just to confirm, you still have, to this day, your last can or bottle of beer in the fridge. Is that true? Yeah. So, yeah, it's still sitting there. Still I, sitting there. When I made the decision, I was like, that's it. I'm having no more. I have one left and I, uh, I kept it in the fridge. It's still there to this day. It's been there for eight years now. Um, I, I wanted it for... Hey, that's something. Yeah. That is something. For, for a moment there in my life, it controlled me. And I wanted to show to myself that I controlled it. So it sits there and I'm in power of it now and not, not it in power of me. So it's funny, when we went to America and uh, Geordie and, and Bianca looked after our kids, they stayed at our house and I was like, Lance, we've got to hide that beer because if Geordie comes home, he might crack that beer after a day at work. So we actually hit it. <laughs> but it's back in the fridge now. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. And, and I love this. You know, we all have stories to tell and, and you know, if Cain can do it, maybe right now you're battling something that does have mastery. Maybe, uh, I look for better, lack of a better word, maybe we're slaves to things that we shouldn't be. Uh, but through God's grace, you can choose to say enough's enough. I'm going to live life as a child of God, live free. But as part of your story, I, I think one of the, the greatest things besides the choice that you made to 
follow Jesus and leave that old way of coping behind. Um, I think every everybody needs an outlet, in particular men. And so you embraced an outlet for your energy that gave you an added sense of purpose where you threw yourself into a sport that is, in all honesty, completely ridiculous. <laughs> where, where somebody walked into a gym one day and they said, you know what, we're going to turn this gym setup into a competitive sport and see how many squats, how many handstands, how many chin-ups, how many... It's like somebody walked into a gym and designed this thing called CrossFit where they just turned it into a competitive deal and you've embraced that and are world-class in it. What got you involved in CrossFit to begin with? Um, you, you're right. Like I, I'd finished football, I'd fallen to alcoholism. Um, I'd lost my identity. I, my identity was tied into being a footballer and then when I lost, I'd just become a new dad, I'd finished football, I felt like I'd lost my identity and I just started drinking all the time. And, and I knew I needed something, I needed an outlet. I was uh, using drinking as my outlet and then, yeah, I just stumbled across CrossFit. Did I walk into the gym and think at that moment I was going to, at some stage down the track, be competing for the fittest in the world and definitely not. Um, but it was a process that just sort of come along the journey and and... Yeah, slowly, like it was definitely, you know, when I went in there, I was horrendously bad. Like my knees were in a really bad shape and from football and I was told to never run again and, and I was just too stubborn to give up, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah that, that'll, be, uh, that'll be a slogan that you could wear anywhere you go. So let, let me throw this out to you. you. You've just come back from the CrossFit Games in America. Uh, it's your second Games as an individual athlete where Athletes from all around the world converge in Madison, Wisconsin and uh, compete and give their all, televised on YouTube, uh, live, uh, where you play second for your age range, which was a phenomenal effort. Uh, but if I could just go back to before the recent games, you had a lot of disruptions to overcome. Uh, least of all was the, the COVID pandemic that shut down the ability to compete internationally, other complexities that come in. Uh, was it always looking like you were going to continue your CrossFit career? Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe I'll just go a little bit deeper. So in, 19, in 2019, when I competed the first time, I went across there and I had a really good campaign. I had three days, I was sitting second, um, things were looking really good and I went into the last day and it didn't go to plan and I dropped to fourth. And I was, yeah, I was devastated by it. I, was, I sort of felt like I'd, I'd let the people down and... I came home and came back and I sort of have a tail between my legs in a lot of ways. And then I received information that the guy that had jumped over me had been taking steroids. And uh, Lovely. Yeah. So. You were really happy about that, huh? No, no, still not. He's still on my phone, actually. I'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> So then I, you know, I received my medal in the mail and I received my prize money and stuff like that. But I, like I just, I think I've said to like a lot of people, you know, in life, we seek so many things, you know, nice cars and house and clothes and watches and all those things, but they're all materialistic. At the, on our last days, we don't take them with us. And the mm. only things we really get to take with us is our moments and our memories that we gather over our life. And I felt like I was robbed of that moment and the memory of mm. being able to stand on the podium when I was there and, and my children to see it. And so it really, it, in, it lit the fire. And I was like, I'm going back to get that moment and that memory. And so in 2020 comes along, I'd trained all year and, and, uh, and given a lot and I qualified 
And then obviously the pandemic came and they called it off. So I sort of took that in my stride. I was like, okay, everyone missed out. I'll, I'll wear that one. And then I just got back to training. And then 2021, I qualified. I came second in the world in the qualification stages. And and then had my invitation. And then Australia wouldn't give me a visa. They wouldn't let me out. So it that really... And what disappointed me the most was they'd let others out and they wouldn't let me. Wow. So... And I'd put it in about three or four times and they just kept denying it. And then that really knocked the wind out of my sail. So I was sort of like, for two years, I've sold my soul in some ways of training. Like there's training for enjoyment and fitness and then there's training for those competitions. And they're not, they're not often that enjoyable at times because it's so long and hard. And then, so I just, I needed to take a break. So I, I took a break and... I just started doing the surf lifesaving with Zane and had some, had some uh, just time away from the sport. I was yeah. still training quite hard, but I was had some time away. I was super busy with work and, and, I, um, and then I, I started to remember my why, like the why, mm. why I was on that journey, why I was seeking that so much. And that was what really got me to get back to the gym. It got me, I had yeah. nine months off in total. I started just before the qualifications process started for this season and yeah I found my why and got back into it and yeah because qualified again yeah. and and you did amazing but it, it's a big deal you you had the chance to walk away from the sport then and I imagine resilience had to kick in in a sense to motivate you to come back because when you commit to a training regime to prepare for the games now take into account Kane is a business owner and uh, manages his business very hands-on uh, working more than full-time what does an average day look like for you as you're gearing up for the games? <laughs> I like how you laugh. <laughs> it's not very sustainable. So, um, yeah, obviously I, I, yeah, I've got the business. I'm a father and a husband. Um, I coach multiple sports as well. And so the day, like leading up for that sort of 12-week period where I was getting ready, a day would be out of bed at 6.30. I'd be at work. I'd work till 9.00. I'd train from 9 till 12. I'd go back to work for a couple of hours. I'd train from, from 2 till 4.30, 5 o'clock. I'd shoot down to football training, train the kids, go home, do the family stuff, have dinner, and then train again. For how long? Uh, depending on what was required, but sometimes an hour. So it was around about five to six hours a day, um, yep. six days a week. Who wants to join CrossFit? <laughs> That's <laughs> all the kids at the front. I love it. Good. I'll take you up on that, boys. Hey, so there's a lot to it. And let's be real. I'm not talking to Kane from the sense of, hey, we all need to be CrossFitters. Uh, but it is the sense of the why. So there's something that motivates the why there. So what is your why? Yeah, that, that, that's a good one. So like, when I, along the journey with the, you know, the alcoholism, um, the starting, and I mean when I started, like some people come into the gym and they're really gifted. I wasn't. So I started at the bottom and, and worked my way through. And me seeking this, wanting to become the fittest on earth journey was not part of the plan at the start. Hmm. And, and really for that, for that goal for me isn't really for me. It's to inspire. I believe God's given me the gift to inspire men and children and, and women um, I believe he gave me the gifts of, to be able to do that. Yeah. And along the journey, the amount of people that, are, that have come to me and have said, you've inspired me to 
start training or you've right. inspired me to stop drinking or right. to, to, to minimise my drinking. And, and that's really like the journey. Like that's the greatest part. Of, that's the dream of my journey. Like that's the yeah. part that actually fuels my fire. I met a guy in America who came up to me and said, I listen to your podcast and because of that, I'd never met the guy. He goes, I follow you on Instagram and yeah. because of that, I've stopped drinking. And, and that's sort of, that's, that's my why. When I, when I went away from CrossFit at the end of 2021 and, and had my time off and I was training with the kids and the group of kids that I was training with, the parents all started training. They all start, wow. re, like, reduced their drinking significantly. Yep. And they all said to me that, that, that I inspire them. And, and I remembered my why. Yeah, yeah. And I was, it wasn't about me just trying to stand on a podium, but it was to inspire others. I love it. I love it. Come on. That's good. <clears throat> and the cool thing is that whatever stage of life we're at, we all have a story to tell. And, and here's the things that really jump out. Living differently jumps out. I, I, I think a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, uh, should be different but better in a sense of it's, it's the abundant life. It's very different. At different points, it stands out in stark contrast to the culture we're in. But it is better to be able to say in Cain's situation, he will not be dominated by a way of coping that in previous times got him through very poorly, but is able to keep a beer in the fridge and embrace a different outlet to allow him to be at his best and that rubs off on others. And, and I do just want to mention in, in last sort, Cain's uh, story inspires me. Multiple people's story inspires me. But on the last day of your competition, uh, you're, you're sitting in a position where you have a chance to really take out the games. And in the very last uh, um, activity or, or event, uh, I remember texting Cain before it happened. It's been televised here, something at, I don't know, 4.30 or whatever, and, and just a thought, just don't, don't hold back. And Kane's immediate reply was, I'm, not, I'm planning on leaving it all out there. And I've got to say, watching Kane compete live uh, was one of the, the greatest experiences I've had on a mobile device when everybody else is asleep at home, jumping up and down and screaming. And I remember getting in the Jeep to come to church. It was on a Sunday. I sent Kane a voice message. I think I was crying for all of it. Just one of the most inspiring things. And I took a screenshot on my phone of Kane just after he crossed the finish line, winning the last event. So I'd like to just highlight that for a moment. Uh, what is going through your head while this is going on, besides the fact that you look like Hercules incarnate? <laughs> that is immediately, you've just crossed the finish line. You, you began the games by taking out the very first event yep. and you finished the games by taking out the last event. So you capped it well. Yeah. What's going on? I was just hoping that Lana was going to cook dinner. <laughs> I love it. No, I, I, the funny thing is that moment, I actually don't remember doing it. And to this very moment now, I still don't remember doing it. Um, it was just natural. I, I remember that I, I, rem I tried to go back in my thought patterns and think, <laughs> remember it, and I can't. And, but I remember what sort of made me get to that pattern of thoughts and like I said before, in 2019 I had a bad last day and I was out the back and I was sort of getting ready for this, this event and I had a prayer and I was praying to myself and I, I just, I remember saying to God that like I, I'm not asking for a miracle, Lord. Yeah. I just want you to let me, give me what, I, what, what I've put in. 
Yep. Let, let, let this event show. If, if I haven't put enough work in, let me come last. But if I've put wow. enough work in, let me come first. That's a powerful prayer. And I remember just saying, you know, put protection over all the field and let us enjoy it. And I love that. I think that was just my way of just saying, you know, thank you, I guess. I don't really, like, the glory goes back to God because it wasn't, it wasn't for me. So. I love that. That was immediate too as Kane crossed the finish line. I like that idea that you've blanked. You're just, he's running on adrenaline, but his immediate response, he dropped to his knees and thanks God. And I, I jump in the Jeep and I'm driving the church and we're getting ready for Sunday. I had to send that voice message. What an amazing way to live our lives where we give our all in every context, in whatever area we're in, that parents are giving their all to parent their children, that couples are giving their all to each other, that, that people, when you're at work in a job that you hate, you're giving your all as a way of honouring God and let the default response be, I'm on my knees saying, God, thank you for the opportunity. And so it's an honour to be able to cheer on your life, Cain, but it's an honour even better for us to be able to rub up against each other and inspire each other on the journey. And so, church, I'd just love to ask that we just show Cain some love and appreciation. Thank you for your time. Love to invite. Such a good thing. And, uh, you know, to keep things flowing, I, I had one more dad and granddad in the house that I wanted to highlight and just have a public conversation with because he inspires me as well. And so, church, I'd love to ask that you extend the warmest greetings to John Moore as he comes and lays a smack down, brings the Word. One of the most stylish men in the building. I love it, John. Thank you. We had a good conversation on the phone yesterday. Morning, and, uh, everybody. John, you inspire me. You inspire me because, and, and I'll, I'll allow you to tell the story. We're going to jump straight in. Yep. That's okay, but you inspire me because recently you and your wife, Janet, suffered an unexpected loss that still is shocking in this moment just to unpack directly. And in having the honour of being able to fellowship together and journey together in faith, I've noticed that not at any moment have you two pulled back, removed yourselves, and separated yourselves from the house of God, that you've continued to press in. You you are often some of the key people in our prayer meetings, not just on a Sunday morning, but at other days during the week. You're serving in the house. You're giving your all. And I think it's it it blows my mind that I could have the honour of being around people like yourselves and see resilience in action. And I just love if you wouldn't mind to give the church a picture of what you guys have just come through. Well, after that... Following this guy, um, it seems pretty small, doesn't it? Um, oh, it's a big deal. I honour you, mate. You did a great job. Never had much of a chance to tell you that, but this guy has done some amazing things. And I honour you for the lack of alcohol. That's on. the number one thing in my life that I did when I first became a Christian. And uh, there's power in that. There's superpower in that. I've seen so many people uh, stunned by it because you just don't drink. And you're like the odd bod everywhere you go, you just don't drink. Mm. But um, there's strength in that. And um, getting back to where we're going here, that strength comes through as things come in your life and uh, tragedy comes in your life. And we've all seen it, whether it's this big or that big, it's still as much to everybody. Um, 
You see lots of things as you go through churches, tragedy in churches. At the end of the day, it was a business we lost and we try and stay on the focus of it's just a business really at the end of the day. Um, and it's just material things, as Cain said. The most important things are the things that you see through it, like the day that the place burnt down and I had to go back and see my employees and speak to them. I had to stay in a place even though inside me, like Cain was saying, I'm not comparing myself to Cain. I'm comparing the things on the inside, the reason why we do this stuff. Right. Those four or five people were there. I employed them. It was their job. It was their life. For them, everything was devastating. But there was two of them who were Christians mm. apart from myself. They were unsaved when they worked for us. I'm so glad now that they actually saw something in us that they wow. wanted because they weren't devastated. They moved on. Yeah. They went out that day. In my inside, I just felt like things were falling apart. But I knew God was in this thing and I didn't know why. So I kept on looking and kept on looking and God said to me, after I've told all the employees that they're going to have to go home, there's no more we can do. And I looked into the building and there was my coffee pot, gone, melted. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> Great coffee pot too. It was one of my best ones. But anyway, moving right along. Um, I left and I went down into Fremantle to have a cup of coffee of my own because there's a lot of um, TV people there and all that wanting interviews and I just didn't have it into me to keep a dry eye to do an interview. So I'm sitting there and then within five minutes my son texts me. Hmm. All this is good. This is stuff I've got to deal with anyway. Um, <laughs> and within a half an hour he turns up at the coffee shop, sits beside me and says, what's, what's going on, Dad? Hmm. <sighs> ben Father's Day. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Son's being there. Daughter rings me within another five minutes. The other daughter rings me. It's all happening. Son I haven't spoken to in a couple of years rings me that day. Wow. So at the end of it all, whether the tragedy or not, I've still got my family. Wow. And I go home. <coughs> excuse me. I go home and my wife says, what can I do? What can I do? I said, babe, just keep doing what you're doing. And she started ringing around, checking on different things, and then we went back up to the thing. And I did an interview with the, with the um, TV and all that, which inside me, I don't even know what I said. I, you know, she asked me all these questions I just answered. But through it all, you know, I look back now and I say to myself, where did the strength come from? It's God. There's no doubt about it. But the strength comes through other people as well. As I strengthen people in my walk as I've gone by and experiences and things I've spoken to, my wife strengthens me. I go home. She's there. She's there for me. She's on the screen. She's doing stuff. Um, she says, let's just go for a walk. So we go for a walk. We have coffee. And she strengthens me just by being there. Wow. But in the end of it all, Janet had more work to do after the fire disaster with books. And then insurance, and then we didn't get any insurance. And then the word came the next day that there was no insurance. So devastation again the second time around. I wow. thought, Lord, what are you trying to take out of me here? And I just got stand, just stand. That's all I got, one little word, stand. So I thought, okay. And the next thing I know, three days goes by and I said, Lord, what do I do now? He said, you just got to move. I thought, move? Where am I going to move to? 
He says, move, step forward, don't step back. Right. And I thought, okay. So I went out and got a job. I had a job within a day. I went and started at this place. It was down on the ships. And I looked, great, got a job. And then the guy said, this is where you go to get to the ship. And it's five storeys up the stairs. I thought, Lord, you've got a sense of humour. Lord, this is is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm 60 and my knees, I'm thinking, oh, glory, God. So the first day I thought I was dying. The second day I thought I was buried. <laughs> and I just I got inspired because I was always watching Kane with his all his exercises, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe if I just keep doing this, I might be able to make it. Dude. So I kept on doing it for a week or so. Two weeks in, no more pain in my knees. And I'm thinking, glory, but I'm still gasping for air when I get to the top. <laughs> now, so I said to this lady in the lunchroom, she's only about 32. This young girl, she oh, she's standing at the top of the stairs. She's got pain in her heart. I said, well, you got pain in your heart? She always get pain in my heart coming up the stairs. I said, well, 32. I said, you want to get to the doctor? There's something not right. Oh, no, sure, I always get it. I said, I'm 60 <laughs> and I don't get pain in my heart. What's going on here? So uh, from there on, we walk up and down the stairs together with this young lady and, uh, and I just talked to her about God and stuff like that. Anyway, so we get through all that. I do three months in these ships and we get into the... Uh, cabins and there's no more than about, I don't know, a metre by a metre square to stand. And because in those days, my back and shoulders, and I'm up like this in the pipes and I'm thinking, wow. But we did it. We did it. We got That's through great. three months. It was great. <laughs> I love it. He loses the business. The insurance isn't paying out. He gets the job. Glory. Yes. Glory to God. Being able to go up the stairs. And, and that's something that really jumps out with your story, John, as an example. Um, we live in a culture where when we go through trauma, and you've, you guys have gone through a double trauma, not only the business but the insurance fiasco afterwards. Mm. We're in a culture where people are encouraged in the midst of crisis, pull back, just pull back, hunker down, isolate yourself. You know, come on, recover. And you guys have done the opposite of that. You, you've pressed in. You've engaged. Why? Well, I think um, when you press in, it's like when you're in a prayer meeting. You can be in the prayer meeting but not part of it, but you sort of lean forward and something happens. Right. Well, that's the same thing is that you press in. Um, This thing with the business, and I just felt when I leant forward in church on Sunday mornings in my prayer time, I was just leaning forward and things were just coming. Wow. Words were coming. I hadn't had words for years. Probably about four years ago, I stopped getting words and I said to God about it, you know, and I started getting pictures. So I was getting pictures in those days. And then when I was coming to church, I, I get pictures and I just see other people going through stuff, you know. And I always look at my son in law, Bobby. Hmm. He always overcomes everything that comes his way. Hmm. And I've got nothing to complain about. Wow. You know, he's, he overcomes tragedies, but he overcomes tragedies with no legs as well. Yeah. So every tragedy he handles, he handles above and beyond. And I always look at guys like that, um, that just lean in, yeah. just lean into the things of God and be around the people of God. It's so good. You might disagree with what they say. You might dislike them, but that doesn't mean they can't be one with you in Christ. Wow. And it's just important to know that. There's lots of people that dislike me and I accept that. That's not a problem. My personality is probably one of the worst traits you could ever get. 
my wife tells me I'm so abrupt and <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. And I've listened to it for years, but I'm sorry, it just keeps coming. And I don't know why. But God's good. He seems to get me through it all. Um, yeah, so press on. I love it. Hello, I've got two more questions I'll throw out before I ask you to pray for us uh, as a church. Sure. Can I just ask honestly, how do you feel God's grown you through this season? How do you feel God's grown you through this season? Because it's this whole idea of resilience that mm. in the midst of it, not only do you bounce back, but as we go through tough times with the Spirit of God, mm. He grows us in the process, not just to hold on, but to thrive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think things are the Spirit for me. I bounce back quickly with the business, but bouncing back in the spiritual areas was harder. Um yeah, so prophetically wise, you get things, but when you don't feel strong and, <clears throat> and your self-esteem is low, which is probably the number one thing that we all suffer with in some ways is self-esteem. Sure. sure. Uh, some people can stand up in front of a microphone, talk all day long and do really good at it, and their self-esteem is right up here in that area, but in other ways they don't have it. So for me, my self-esteem is not very good in the sense of reading, writing. I have very low self-esteem because I was dyslexic. So from very young, I was told I was mentally ill. So so on and so on. But you learn to bounce back from stuff like that. Mm. It started off, I used to just punch them. Mm. If they said that to me, I'd just belt them. And then after a while, I realised that that's not the way to go. So um, bit by bit, I learned to bounce back in different ways. And working was one of my better ways of bouncing back. I was good to... Good to for me, working was a big achievement for me, so it gave me worth. So I worked long hours and had different jobs and so on and so on. But in today's world, I do believe bouncing back is bouncing back in the things of God. Right. Because you see it so many times, tragedies that take people out. I've got so many of my mates that know the Word better than I ever did, but never bounced back. Wow. They never came back. Church is gone for them. And they have these other beliefs that are so wacky. I just don't, mate, I say to them, I don't understand where you're coming from anymore. And they go off on a tangent. I've seen people's guys burn out. When I went through burnout, I lost sight of everything. I even lost sight of God. But at the same time, I knew that someone came in and said a Scripture that He gives me a sound mind. That's all I needed was that one word, sound mind. Perfect. If you see somebody move away from God and you see him doing things stupidly, just pray for them, sound mind. All they right. need is that one word and God will give them all they had and more after. Right. Because that's what happened to me. I burnt out. I spent 12 months looking at the back fence, throwing up, doing all that stuff. Straight after that, I went into business and I found my place right there and then. Come and on. I thank God for that. Come on. So bounce back. Bounce back. Bounce back as quick as you can. Even when you're boxing, whatever. Front foot is the yeah, most important. Front foot. Lean on your front foot. Lean in. All the things they say, it's all about leaning in, whether it's sport, life, whatever, church, lean in. Great. Great. Come on, that's perfect encouragement. Perfect. Come on, let's show some love. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. 
If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.